This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy Ott, along with Paul Stone and Bruce Marshall, as we break down the Mac, you know you're going to those Tuesdays and Wednesdays in uh, October and November. You're going to be looking at that Maction, and well, uh, I tell you what, we're going to help prepare you for that. Uh, you know, this one, this one might be also one to kind of store in your library before we get to that time to kind of refresh your memory of what the uh, the preseason prognosis was uh, for these teams. Let's start at the top, and I don't think there's any debate. Who is the top team in the MAC this year? Defending MAC champions, the Toledo Rockets. They return their quarterback, Daquan Finn, eight, well, along with eight starters on offense. They won the MAC. They won their bowl game to finish nine and four. And um, man, they just uh, they, they, they they you know and they dropped. They that was a funny deal where they the two meaningless conference games at the end. They sat Finn, who had dealt with some injuries over the course of the season. Uh, they do play Illinois, San Jose State at UMass, so winnable non-conference games there. And Paul will start nine, and you looking at the over with the Rockets this year? Yeah, I mean last year, uh, one of those uh, handful of teams that had the advantage of playing fourteen games, and other than obviously they're they're stepping way up in class against Ohio State, but other than that fifty-six point loss at Ohio State, uh, their other four losses last year by seven points or fewer. So quite competitive. The Rockets also, I see this as a positive. They were negative eight in the turnover department last year. So I think they'll be better than that this year. Um, They return a total of uh, 16 returning starters. They've got eight coming back on both sides of the ball. They don't have any, you always look for glaring weaknesses, you know, areas that can be compromised or attacked by opposing coaches and you look at this Toledo team they don't really have any gaping holes with the you know the possible exception that they have to replace a couple of guys on the defensive front also have to replace one uh, linebacker but as you mentioned they've got their quarterback coming uh, back Daquan Finn threw for 2260 yards last year ran for another 631 yards Rockets also have their top six rushers back got their top two receivers back, got four starting offensive linemen. Uh, this all from a unit that uh, averaged 31.3 points per game. So, uh, you know, there's just a lot to like about them. Something to keep in mind as far as a point spread trend, against Power 5 teams since 2017, they are 5-0 and to the over. You know, they played a lot of good offense through the, through the years. Uh, sometimes they might, you know, have difficulty defensively against those Power 5 uh, top caliber competition, so it kind of stands to reason. But five and zero oh to the over versus Power Five since 2017. They open on September 2nd at Illinois, so there'll be an opportunity there. Like Toledo over minus 113. Also like Toledo at plus 150 to win 
uh, the Mac. I just think they're the the class of the league. I think they're going to get to the championship game, and I like that plus uh, one fifty prize. Uh, I'm with you, Paul. I like the over as well, and that's a good game, man. Sneaky, sneaky uh, dog alert. I'm not sure what the spread is on that opening week game at Illinois, but with all the Illinois success last year, that might be a little bit of a branding spot where you can get uh, the class of the MAC. And Bruce, with my research in the MAC, the thing that I picked up that Toledo has survived, I guess you could say, or been least affected. The, the transfer portal we're talking about a lot, but it seems like the location of this conference has been an easy target for poaching by schools from UCLA to the Big Ten, you know, and Toledo has seemed to survive that much more than the rest of their competition in this league. Yeah, they have. And, and this league, I mean, if, if you're a, a freshman or a sophomore and you really excel in a league like this, I mean, there's a good chance you're going to get uh, poached away. And if you're a good quarterback in this league, you can likely get poached away. But uh, I give Jason Candle credit and uh, whatever they're doing at Toledo, they're keeping these guys there. Finn would have looked like a candidate to me who could have moved on somewhere else. But no, I mean, he's there and that that is great for them. Uh, first time they won the Mac and a bowl game in the same year in 21 years. Uh, last year, they beat Liberty in, in the bowl game uh, for all, all Mac defenders return. So it's it set up for a big year uh, for them. Uh, and Candle, I think, can use this as a springboard. If he's ever going to leave Toledo, and remember, this is where Mac Matt Campbell came from. He succeeded Matt Campbell, who went to Utah, uh, Iowa State. Um, it might come after this year because I think he's going to have some people knocking on his door. My only little concern is if they lose the Illinois game, I mean, uh, they, they could easily be 0-1 off the, right off the bat, and there is just not a lot of wiggle room then. And when Finn did miss some action last year, they, uh, they struggled some. So uh, he had better stay healthy uh, and getting – Beyond getting to 10 wins, I that that that's uh, not an automatic. Uh, so that's my only concern. But if I had to do it, I would look over. They're the team to beat in this league, I think. Uh, it's, it's a pretty big bite, though, to get to 10, and uh, we'll see if they can do it. All right. Uh, the second uh, team, uh, the uh, win total is at 6 north in Illinois. And how about this? 2021, they're the MAC champs. 2022, they are last in the MAC West. Keep in mind, there's still divisional play uh, in the MAC, unlike some other conferences that are blowing up uh, the divisions. Uh, here's the uh, the trivia question. Uh, which is which is greater? Uh Rocky movies or Rocky Lombardi years of eligibility in uh, in college. The Michigan State transfer. He's dealt with some injuries uh, last year, so he is back. Uh, so they do have an experienced offensive line at Boston College at Nebraska on the schedule as well. Right down the middle of uh, the win total as it's six at Bet River Shaded to the under, Paul, at minus 134. Yeah, I got some interesting. Don't have a real strong opinion uh, on the regular season win total, but last year, Northern Illinois – they closed as the betting favorite six times versus FBS opponents. The Huskies lost all six of those games straight up, not just against the spread, but straight up. And if you add last year's opener against FCS Eastern Illinois, they did beat Eastern Illinois, but they failed to cover. So Northern Illinois last year, 0-7 against the spread as the betting favorite. Wow. The end result, a 3-9 and showing. Uh, as you mentioned, they do return their six-year uh, senior quarterback, uh, Rocky Lombardi, missed most of last season due to injury. Uh, he's had a, you know, kind of a modest career, 54.5 completion rate on his career, uh, has a, uh, you know, a fair 31 to 23 touchdown to interception ratio. They do have a total of uh, 15 returning starters, so there's enough talent that they could indeed challenge for an upper division 
uh, Mac finish there. But uh, I'll be on the sideline here with that win total of six. I think it's right where it should be, so that's a pass for me. All right, Bruce, uh, not a strong opinion on Northern Illinois, but you do have one on Eastern Michigan. And last year at this time for this preview, we showed some love to Eastern Michigan because it's one of the tougher places uh, to, you know, to compete with. Uh, and uh, at you know in this league and you know head coach Chris Creighton you want I'll, I'll steal Paul's line you know does more with less their win total was six they went easily over with an eight and four record last year and got their first bowl win in five tries uh, so they do lose half their starters but their running back Evans is back their win total is seven and a half you like the over I do I mean this team was nine and four counting the bowl win last year against San Jose up in uh, in Boise. Uh, Chris Creighton, we've talked about him before. I, I mean, this guy is one of my favorite coaches in the country. First of all, he has stayed there um, in a place that has been a graveyard for coaches for a long, long time. And not, I mean, you talk about a commuter school uh, and right, right uh, not far from the uh, Detroit airport, so you're really close to Michigan there. They are so overlooked uh, in the Detroit metro area in that region. Uh, the stadium is a pile of concrete with a running track around it um, uh, that is not a great place to watch games. They don't get any non-conference games really in there. They're, uh, they're on the road usually. Yet this guy continues to achieve. One, I got to mention this point spread, Mark. When they are a MAC road dog, so a road yeah. dog in the MAC. He's got a good overall underdog mark and, and on the road, but especially when he gets points in the MAC away from Ypsilanti. 21-1 and one, his last 22 against the spread. I mean, it's been an almost automatic to go with these guys when they get points on the road. Um, but, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens uh, this year. Um, you know, Austin Smith at quarterback only played sparingly last year. He didn't look too badly and was actually there in that game they won at Arizona State. And that's when Samson Evans, one of my favorite names of running backs in the country, ran wild against the Sun Devils. He's an over 1,000-yard rusher. Uh, very functional north-south, hits the holes really quick. And uh, this team can run. And in a lot of these teams, you know, you see they're throwing the ball, they're going four wide and all that. Uh, these guys actually run the football and, and, and uh, disciplined on defense. Um, I, I think they're, um, uh, they, they, they could miss a, this. Uh, Jose Ramirez, uh, the edge uh, rusher, was really good on defense last year. 12 sacks. He's now in the Tampa Bay Bucks camp. Uh, so uh, that's a playmaker you're going to have to replace on defense. But I like uh, Creighton. I like this team to go over. They're, they're sort of talk about flying under the radar every year they do it and the continuity that he's we've talked about continuity before in other programs being good i think that's what's here and you got it at the top and i think this coach is a good one 21 and one against the spread away from home you know maybe the upside of having a weak uh home field environment is that you're used to playing on the road man it's no big deal for them uh as much as they have to all right paul let's look at your next pick and that is uh the central michigan uh, Chippewas, uh, head coach Jim McElwain coming over from uh, Florida. He's 24 and 21 um, and 4 and 8 last year. And I guess the big deal there was Lou Nichols, the uh, running back. He went from 1848 and 21 to just 616 in 2022, a year ago. Michigan State and Notre Dame don't play each other, so they'll just have to evaluate each other with common opponents. Central Michigan goes to East Lansing and South Bend this year. They are looking for some playmakers at the skill position. You're looking at the under five and a half yeah i'll tell you 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 kind of summed it up there they do need some people to step forward on offense at those key 
skill positions. And after winning eight or more games in three of the previous four seasons of college football, um, Central Michigan slips to four and eight last year in 2022. And obviously, I don't see a whole lot of reason uh, to expect anything different this season. Uh, the primary reason, again, uh, from my pessimistic perspective, is just the, an offense woefully lacking at the skill positions, as we said. Uh, you know, first of all, their veteran athletic quarterback, Daniel Richardson, uh, he joins the Snowbirds and uh, takes flight to Boca Raton, uh, where he'll uh, re-up with Florida Atlantic. Uh, he transferred in and then uh, to play for first-year head coach uh, Tom Herman there. And then on the heels of Richardson's transfer, uh, Casey Thompson transfers in from Nebraska. Uh, Thompson has a total of 20 career starts at Texas and Nebraska, so he's the probable starter. So I don't know if Richardson's having uh, buyer's remorse or not, but that was a tough loss there. Uh, they also lose, as you mentioned, the running back Lou Nichols, who did have a significant drop-off last year in his rushing totals, but rushed for almost 1,850 yards, as you mentioned, in 2021. Uh, they only have one receiver returning who had – Double-digit receptions last year, so uh, kind of underscores the the lack of proven experience at that key position. They do have a week two home game against FCS New Hampshire. Uh, you mentioned some of their difficult uh, games on the uh, on the road. Two of those being against Michigan State on the road in East Lansing, and then at Notre Dame. They also have to go to South Alabama. So I don't see any more than five wins on this schedule. I'm taking the Chippewas under five and a half wins, minus 139 there at Bet Rivers. All right, so uh, Paul's got the under Central Michigan, under five and a half, uh, shaded to the under at Bet Rivers at minus 139. Bruce, your next pick is an under also. We stay in the uh, Mac West, and that is Ball State. Uh, boy, <laughs> the thing that jumps out at me, are you kidding me? First two weeks at Kentucky and at Georgia, you know my theory on taking these rental wins early in the season. But back-to-back, I mean, physically, how are they going to come out of those two games could really uh, crush uh, their season moving forward. Yeah, uh, we've talked about that before, and you're right, Jimmy. I mean, that is a tough way to start uh, for uh, Ball State. And what looks like sort of a reloading for Mike New there and uh, whether he's going to be able to survive. I mean, he had, he had played there in his career. They're giving him a lot of rope, but he's only 33 and 48 um, in uh, Muncie there, and it's going to be pretty tough. We talked about the portal a minute ago and how Mac star players can get uh, poached away. Well, here you go. Carson Steele, almost 1,600 yards rushing last year, one of the top runners in the country. Uh, he leaves. He's now with a Chip Kelly at UCLA. Uh, uh uh, Paddock, their quarterback, uh, last year, not bad. He has moved to Illinois, so they uh, they lose uh, the key guys on on their offense last year. They do have uh, some experience in their front seven on on, on defense, but as is an all new secondary as well. So New has got some replacing to do there. And you mentioned that schedule right off the bat. I mean, that is really really tough. Um, they're going to need Lane Hatcher, the transfer from Texas State, to come in there at quarterback and really light it up uh, to have a chance. And uh, I, I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a, 
going to be tricky. Uh, Cooper, also the running back, comes in from Kent State, and he was pretty productive there. So you've got new faces there. So those guys do have some experience as college of, as a college of stars, and Cooper ran for over 1,000 yards. But that schedule at the start, they're going to be 0-2, and, and they're going to be beaten up, and then they're going to have to you know play over 500 the rest of the way. I don't see it. So I'm looking under for the Cardinals, and uh, too bad for David Letterman, but uh, not this year. Yeah, it, interesting swap at running back. They lose steel to UCLA, 15-56 and 14 TDs, and get uh, Cooper from Kent State, 13-31 and 13 TDs. So and we'll get to Kent State uh, or later. I mean, they, they were probably the big loser in the transfer portal uh, in the offseason. The uh, lowest win total in the MAC West, Paul, is uh, Western Michigan. Their win total is at three and a half, eight straight years of bowl eligibility. Uh, stopped last year at five and seven. They finished four and four in the MAC, and they were favored in all eight conference games last year. They fired Lester, and uh, yeah, here we go. Um, <clears throat> they are, uh, again, the lowest win total. Not a strong opinion. Bruce does put some thoughts on Western Michigan. Yeah, I mean, as far as uh, my thoughts, you know, it seems, first of all, a lifetime ago, but Western Michigan, they played Wisconsin in the Cotton Bowl and was competitive uh, at the conclusion of the uh, 2016 season. So uh, they they last year obviously stumbled to that five and seven record. That was their first losing mark since way back in 2013. Uh, so former uh, Louisville offensive coordinator Lance Taylor, he's hired to replace uh, outgoing uh, head coach Tim Lester. Uh, who only experienced by their previous standard, uh, I think it's fair to say he experienced lukewarm success in his six seasons there in Kalamazoo. I had one of the you know the best defenses in the conference last year, uh, held four of their final MAC opponents to 14 points or less. Uh, this unit, though, they lose four players uh, who were all MAC, the defensive unit does last year, so not going to be as good defensively. Uh, loss is not only limited to uh, defense. They lose Sean Tyler, uh, their running back, uh, top wide receiver Corey Kroom. So I uh, think uh, Western Michigan, it'll be interesting to see what Lance Taylor uh, will do there. I think they're going to have a tough year, but three and a half is a pretty uh, – uh, you know, pretty accurate uh, regular season win total, in my opinion. All right, Bruce, three and a half. You like the under here. Yeah, and uh, talk about that non-conference schedule, too, uh, Jimmy and Paul. Syracuse, Iowa, Mississippi State on the road. I mean, that's pretty tough. I think that's going to be three L's there. They had been sliding for Lester, and they finally went under 500, and they gave him the boot. But, I mean, I, I sort of think it's justified because – the program had slipped for him there, and uh, Tyler and Crooms leaving. Again, here you go, two guys from uh, the MAC who have been pretty productive. Good running back in Tyler and Crooms, big receiver. They're off to Minnesota now, so uh, they lose a couple of their uh, only two starters back on defense. Uh, what Lance Taylor did, he did keep his defensive staff intact there, so uh, the guys who were there last year with, uh, uh, with Lester are still there on the defensive side for the most part, but they've lost so many starters in the defensive end. It's going to be very, very tough for them. And they just weren't that uh, dynamic offensively. 21 uh, or fewer points nine times last year, so they just don't have enough offense. And you've still got some of the same guys back. Quarterbacks uh, are still back from last year. Uh, Salopec and, and Bourget, who came in from Arizona State. Uh, I think it's going to be a slow start. And that schedule again here, I, I will give these MAC teams credit. I mean, like they do. They go out and they go for these paydays. Uh, so good for them for scheduling these people, but man, it can take a toll. And I think it really will in this case for the Broncos. So I'm under like Paul, uh, at Kalamazoo. 
All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's move over to the uh, Mac East. Uh, Paul, we'll start with you. You've got an opinion on Miami of Ohio. Uh, 34 and 16, their last 50. <clears throat> That's the best record in the Mac uh, over that stretch. Um, but last year, uh, uh, Brett Gabbert, um, he was hurt, and um, and they they lost uh, to uh, UAB in the bowl game, finished 6-6 six six regular season, but 6-7 and seven, uh, overall. So uh, Gabbert and 16 starters are back. So uh, you're a little bit uh, optimistic uh, with the uh, Miami, Ohio. Their win total is at 6.5 at Bet Rivers, shaded to the over at minus 155. Yeah, you know, first of all, uh, looking at their schedule, they do have two probable non-conference losses. They have uh, trips to Power 5 entries, Miami, Florida, in their opener, and then they travel to Cincinnati in Week 3. They also get non-conference games uh, at UMass and then against FCS Delaware State. So we're probably going to split those four non-conference games, uh, go 2-2. and And you mentioned, I mean, the $64,000 question here uh, and something that I'm counting on is Brett Gabbert to stay uh, healthy for at least the vast majority of the season? Uh, for uh, vast majority of the season, he started 25 games there in his uh, three years at Miami of Ohio. He's been very, very good when healthy. He's known for more than 5,400 yards in his career. Got a nice 41 to 14 touchdown to interception ratio. Uh, his backup, Avion Smith, he started nine games last year uh, because Gabbert was hurt early. Uh, he's a suitable backup, but uh, from my perspective, you know, you want to see Gabbert, uh, you know, finish the season and, and get those seven wins or more. They've been one of the better defenses uh, in the MAC of the last two years. They gave up 22.6 points per game last year, 23.1 points per game in 2021. Uh, they returned nine starters on defense. It's a senior and junior Latin defense, so they've got a lot of experience. Uh, even the newcomers, they've got experience at all 11 positions. So I think they're going to have a similarly uh, talented defensive squad this year. Uh, you look at their MAC schedule, I think, again, they're going to go 2-2 two and two in non-conference. I see them favored in five games. So I look for this to be a, a seven-win team. So I take uh, Miami of Ohio over 6.5, juice to the minus, juice to minus 155 there at Bet Rivers. All right, <coughs> excuse me, Bruce, but getting to your, your next pick, Talk about Ohio U. This is one last year that we missed because, you know, Frank Solich brought so much stability and consistency to this program, and it was viewed as sort of a convenient hire, a comfortable hire, promote from within with Tim Albin. And his first year, he went 3-9. and nine. Well, they jumped up seven wins, seven wins, uh, double-digit wins last year, 10-4, and four. And that was with some injuries at quarterback. This year, uh, their win total is at seven, and you, we have to be impressed with what Alvin did in year uh, year two over at Ohio. Yeah, I'm very impressed, and I and I admit to maybe being a little bit wrong on this because I thought it was sort of a uh, <laughs> excuse me, Jimmy, a quick hire um, because uh, Frank Solich uh, uh, retired late, not long before the start of the 2021 campaign. And Albin, though, had been groomed as his replacement for a long time. He had been with Solich all the way at, at Ohio and even been with him at Nebraska, I think. So uh, that was eventually probably going to happen, but it happened so quickly there. And they immediately gave him a long-term contract. He wasn't like the interim. I mean, he was the coach right as soon as he got uh, uh, he got the job when, when Frank Solich retired. 
and uh, which was late before, uh, you know in the summer of 2021 uh, and that's they did struggle but last year they did turn it around and and like you said those 10 wins uh, and they were legit they, they overcame some injuries last year I like the the, the dynamism here on, on this offense with Curtis Rourke uh, at quarterback I mean very very good 25 touchdown passes last year they've got balance uh, with Bengura running for over a thousand yards as a freshman last year they have kept him in the fold too so uh, look out for the portal after this year but I mean that's good balance so Wigloo's the receiver great possession receiver 73 catches last year so the pieces on offense are back in place there and uh, they are reloading on their defensive front but the secondary a veteran look in the secondary which means something in uh, this league uh, plus 12 in turnover margin last year uh that's not always random. I mean, they, they coach it that way. That's what they do. They've got some ball hawks there in the secondary, and that's good. And, a, and a, an experienced quarterback who doesn't make many mistakes. I wouldn't be surprised if they're plus nicely in the turnover margin again. And this is a fair win price. And, and they're not – this isn't a, a brutal sort of schedule like some of the other uh, teams have in the, in the MAC. Iowa State actually has to come to Athens to play. So um, they've got – and they, they have uh, – the openers at San Diego State, that's a game they could win in week zero. Uh, so the schedule's not that overwhelming, at least uh, non-conference. I think they, uh, it, maybe they come out with two losses. They could win one of those two games too, and they look they could be three and one and uh, then taken off in the conference play. I'm looking over. I think Alba now, um, I'm on board with him there. And uh, there's a lot of success they had at Ohio with, with the Solich years. But Albert was part of that. I mean, he's, they didn't bring this some guy in from outside. He was there. So the culture and everything has stayed the same. And that was a nice turnaround last year for the Bobcats. And, you know, uh, you know I had a losing ticket on Ohio under last year, but so I, I paid a little you know, close attention to him. I mean, what my eyeballs told me was Curtis Rourke is a winning quarterback. I yep. mean, he's got a little moxie, a little competitive edge, uh, makes good decisions, protects the ball, uh, as you mentioned. Uh, so uh, to have him back is, a you know, a known commodity coming in. So that was and, – and, and the other thing I respect Ohio season last year, boy, because they had injuries at quarterback, it was – they had some adversity they had to deal with. Not everything just fell their way. Um, uh, last year so some more respects of Bruce uh, over with Ohio uh, this year uh, Buffalo uh, Lance Leopold's departure uh, really made it tough uh, a couple of years ago uh, in the spring a lot of transfers to Buffalo it's 21 transfers uh, to uh, Buffalo put them in a tough spot uh, four and eight seven and six last couple of years returning quarterback in a solid offensive line Buffalo uh is uh, sh- is at six and a half at Bet River, shaded to the under at minus one twenty seven. Paul, yeah, not much of an opinion here, really. Uh, Cole Snyder last year, the quarterback you spoke of, he became only the third Buffalo quarterback uh, to throw for more than three thousand yards. Threw for three thousand and thirty yards last year. I uh, had an eighteen to eight touchdown to interception ratio. Uh, one thing that's a little bit concerning. Um, before linguists got there in, in 2021, the previous three years, 2018 through 2020 under the previous coach, or 24 and 10 under Maurice Linguist in his first two years, uh, only 11 and 14. So need to get the uh, ship righted there in Buffalo uh, at six and a half. I think that's about right. So I'll be on the sideline here. Uh, but uh, I think linguist needs to have a, a winning season and get some positive momentum going. Bruce, this is your last pick. Uh, you think, and I mentioned the spring departure because that's that's late 
you know, to go looking for a coach, uh, you know, a couple of years ago in 21. So, but you like over Buffalo at six and a half. No, I like this. I like what Linguist did there. And we got to drill down a little bit here. What went on in 2021? You're right. It was not only a late departure, but most of Leopold took a lot of his staff with him down to Kansas too. So Linguist had just gotten hired at Michigan on Jim Harbaugh's staff. He gets the call from Buffalo after spring practice. And he, he comes in, and, and he's also got to put a staff together after spring. Uh, so I'm giving him a mulligan for 2021. That was going to be a little bit of an adjustment year anyway at Buffalo. Uh, total uh, mulligan for that year. And I wanted to see what he did last year. And they put the thing together pretty nicely last year. They had a winning record. I mean, for them, good. And they won a bowl game last year. Uh, good for them. They beat Georgia Southern. Not too bad, 7-6. and six pretty good putting that thing back together they return 88 percent of their uh, offense from last year snyder the portal is made for guys like cole snyder leaving a place like rutgers going to a place like buffalo in the macro he can play throwing for over 3,000 yards rutgers probably wishes they kept him with the problems they've had at quarterback uh, since uh cook and washington a couple of very productive running backs like we said most of this offense is uh, is back and a couple of uh, all mac defensive guys there uh of uh, uh, fuqua the defensive back awfully awfully good uh and one of their linebackers also an all mac um they do open at wisconsin so that could get a little bit uh, dicey there but uh, they'll show up and they'll play and i like the fact they got better last year you are solid at quarterback they've got almost everybody back on on that offensive side the defense not bad uh and uh i'm kind of i think linguist showed me something last year because they, they they got much better after they started slow last year they lost the game even to holy cross and then they picked up the momentum i like what they're doing there i'm looking over at buffalo all right uh, some uh, thoughts uh, uh the rest of the way and let's uh, go with bowling green strictly from a numbers standpoint and paul we know some handicappers that will just just look at numbers and play numbers and that's the thing that sticks out with me with Bowling Green. So two and ten season followed by three and nine. The COVID year zero oh and five. Then four and eight and six and six in a regular season. Lost a bowl game six and seven, but uh, they do give Loeffler a four. Uh, you know, after his four years, an extension in his contract. The win total is the same as last year at four and a half. Is it because of trips to Liberty, Michigan, and Georgia Tech? But it's the numbers for an improving program catches my attention with Bowling Green. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, they, they've not uh, obviously had on the field success recently. They do get uh, Connor Bazelak, a guy who started a total of 20 games at a couple of power five schools, Missouri and Indiana. So he could find the Mac more uh, to his liking than the uh, SEC and big 10. So uh, interesting schedule there. And, um, you know, I don't have a, a big opinion on the Falcons, but uh, they do need to, um, you know, like some of these other schools, they need to, have some success and Bay's lack as uh, Bruce was mentioning about Snyder, uh, you know, transferring into Buffalo and that giving him the opportunity to play. Uh, and when he got that opportunity, he produced uh, maybe the same thing could happen for Connor Bay's lack at Bowling Green. You know, Bruce, I'm looking at the next one too. The win total uh, last year for Akron was two and a half. It's doubled this year. It's up to five. Akron was one in five in one possession games. That kept them from going over that small number. They finished two and ten. Uh, and Moorhead at two and ten gets a contract extension. Uh, so, um, and it, it, the funny thing, I guess, you're looking at the yards per game 
uh, and not just the score, but they were plus 41 yards per game in conference play last year. They, yeah, they, they should have been better uh, than 2-10 and 10 last year. Like you said, uh, the, the yardage numbers there, five losses by seven or fewer points. Um, so, I mean, they were on the cusp last year. They just couldn't get over the hump. Uh, Joe Moorhead seems to be get a lot of respect for a guy. Well, we, we, Mississippi State, I guess I can't fault him there, but they didn't wait too long to pull the plug on that regime with him there. And uh, certainly didn't impress much with Akron. He has won in the past lower levels at Fordham and places like that. Um, but uh, DJ Irons is quarterback. Uh, I mean, he's sort of a playmaker at quarterback. Now they're hoping he's going to be okay. Uh, he missed spring. He sat at all of spring uh, due to injury. Uh, they'd like to have him back and they, they, that seems to be the plan. The uh, uh, guard, the running back from Florida, comes in. They think he's going to be able to to take some carries. Um, by the way, another seventh year guy, Bubba Arslanian. I love it, an Armenian like my uh, grandkids. Um, a seventh year linebacker, so uh, he has also um, uh, exceeded the uh, the expectations there for sticking around. But they need to get that defensive line uh, shored up a little bit more. Uh, I'm not on board with an over here. I'm just going to kind of, you know, see what goes on with, uh, with Akron, but uh, that's a big jump in wins for a, a program that hasn't been winning too much lately. And they had really dropped off. Tom Arth really had buried these guys and maybe Moorhead. It's just going to take him a couple of years to get these guys back on track. They got closer last year, but they ain't over the hump yet. And Paul, uh, anything you want to add on Akron, but also our last team, Kent State, and why, man, two and a half is the win total. But then you start to look why. Uh, I mean, we talk about this league and, and the geography of this league. They're getting rated from left and right. Quarterback goes to UCLA. He had the number three passer rating in Mac play last year. Their running back, Cooper, who was second in rushing last year, 13-31 and 13 TDs. He stays in conference and goes to Ball State. Their head coach is going to be in Boulder, Colorado and be the offensive coordinator for Coach Prime. And the number one wide receiver in the Mac, uh, he's going east to Penn State to play in the Big Ten. My goodness, that leaves them with oh, the most experienced list at number 132. 132 uh, in uh, experience uh, list for uh, Division One play. Boy, Kent State just got absolutely rated left and right. Yeah, no team in college football probably got rated more than the Golden Flashes. There was actually one, Bill Connolly, back in February. He had them 133 out of, of 133. So a total of four returning starters by one count. Got just a very tough non-conference schedule. They traveled to UCF, Arkansas, and Fresno State in September. Um, you know, I, I think it's, I don't think it's a reach to say they might not score a total of two touchdowns against those three teams, you know. So, um, just, you know, they, they're best players. Uh, that, that's who the guys come after, the bigger programs. Dante Cephas, as you mentioned, is out. Uh, Devontae Walker goes to, to North Carolina, I believe. They lose their 1,300-yard rusher, I think you mentioned. And Marquez Cooper, starting quarterback, Colin Schleed of UCLA, also lose uh, you know considerable amount of players uh, on defense as well. Only game they're going to be favored will be a Week 3 home game against FCS uh, Central Connecticut. Uh, tough to see. You know, two-and-a-half is such a, a low win total. Things can happen, so... I'm not going to play the under, but boy, it's just tough to uh, to project too much positive going on at Kent State this year. 
All right, here's our conference realignment uh, shot. So our trips to Orlando, Fresno, and Fayetteville. Bruce sounds like a uh, Big Ten conference uh, trip. So anyway, we'll move on. Anything that we missed, Bruce, uh, in uh, looking at uh, Kent State or the rest of the Mac? Well, no, and, and Paul summed it up. But I think, too, I mean, Sean Lewis was – they liked what he was doing there. Um, and he got pulled away by Dion to go to Colorado. And that was a, a – a, radical sort of offense that he ran there it was up tempo it was quick strike and that's what attracted him uh, that's what Dion attracted him to uh, Colorado why Dion wanted him they have gone to a PJ Fleck uh, disciple and Kenny Burns coming in there who's going to play not only all these different guys who have left but a different style completely from what mm-hmm. Lewis was doing so I think that transition, even if guys like Schley didn't transfer out, I mean, this was going to be an adjustment to a completely new system there, a new philosophy, a tough fit. And you throw in all the guys from the portal that, that they'd lost and uh, the lowest, uh, what, uh, 19% of their offense, 25% overall of just guys coming back from last year. And these are even re- reserves. I mean, this is a, this is like an expansion team and with a new coach, different system. Uh Two and a half is going to be a hard hurdle to clear. It's uh, interesting. Paul, anything else you want to add uh, as we wrap up the MAC? No, just an injury concern uh, reading. It's tough to get uh, injury news out of Athens, Ohio, but Curtis Rourke, he, he hadn't, he hadn't uh, taken full contact yet. And, and there's some, uh, some question, you know, they have to play week zero, August 26th at San Diego state. And there's, being a sports writer, sometimes you, a former sports writer, you have to kind of read between the tea leaves. And I have a little concern about whether he's going to be ready for the opener. So something to keep an eye on uh, to see if he's uh, if he's healthy at the start of the season. Absolutely, Paul. Because I mean, they're they're you know they're restricted to how many practices they, they can have. So these August practices are precious. So I mean, yeah, for him not to be participating, that that, that tells you all you want to know. You don't have to get a confirmation uh, from the uh, the coach and. And uh, so that's a, a, a tough spot. And he was so big to them last year, no doubt, you know, because we had our doubts about Ohio last year. All right. So here's what we kind of expect. And, and then when you see a few games uh, under the belt, Mac, and we get to those Tuesdays and Wednesdays, maybe uh, go back and uh, listen to this one or watch this one again as we uh, get ready for action for this 2023 season. Paul Stone at Paul Stone Sports. Bruce Marshall, VegasInsider.com, CBS Sports Line. I'm Jimmy Ott here on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet. Rivers Network.